With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the 2023 NFL Draft behind us, we take a look at some of the biggest winners and losers from this year's draft. Hello again and welcome back to another episode of Who's Next. As always, I am Jordan Backus, the host of this podcast, happily on the Destination Devi radio feed. Come talk to me and find me, as well as all the other content creators at Destination Devi over at patreon.com forward slash allgas. As I mentioned in the quick intro, this week's episode will take a look at some of the players that I believe are winners and losers of this year's draft. This isn't going to be a hard-hitting analytical podcast this week, but more of an opinion-based episode with a few numbers here and there. So to start off the winners, we have quarterback Anthony Richardson, who was drafted to the Colts at the fourth overall pick. So before the draft, his ADP for us was 2.1, and through about 14, 15 post-draft mocks, he currently has an ADP of 1.3. So obviously, if you can do the math pretty quickly, his ADP did not rise too much, but that's mostly because he was already up there for a lot of us. So he is arguably the number one fantasy quarterback in this draft, and the hype was already there pre-draft. But the Colts taking him fourth overall solidified their investment in him. And right now, I mean, I've been Bijan no matter what at 101 for the longest time ever. But Anthony Richardson sure has a case to be considered at everybody's 101 right now. Additionally, the Colts took Josh Downs in the third round with the 79th pick overall to round out their receiving room with Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce. So they're already looking to get him weapons, which is a great sign for fantasy managers. Richardson has truly unlimited upside, And this will be the cheapest you will ever get him. Next up is the Bears running back, Roshan Johnson. So Johnson was taken in round four with the 115th overall pick. His ADP has actually dropped about two spots at Destination Devi. But I honestly think he's a winner. So he has great skill set. 5.6 yards per carry wall at Texas an 84.4 best season PFF offensive grade, and his size is there at 6 foot, 219 pounds. The Bears' depth chart is pretty wide open with only Khalil Herbert and newcomer Deonta Foreman ahead of him. 
the opportunity I really think will be there right away. The Bears have invested in O-line in round one to assist the offense in general, and the Bears are really looking to take the next step with their new-look offense in 2023. And Johnson honestly could be the starter as soon as week one if he shows some flash in preseason or in camp. Next up, and probably a lot of people's biggest winner, is the new Panthers wide receiver Jonathan Mingo, who was selected in the second round with the 39th overall pick. So pre-draft, he was at about the 38th overall pick in our ADP, and he's jumped up to the middle of the second at 17.3. Sorry, I was doing a little bit of math there. So like I said, he's arguably the biggest winner of the weekend. I really was not a Mingo fan coming into the draft. Analytically, he, I I don't want to say was one of the worst, but he was pretty far down on my list. But this round two, 39th overall capital cannot be ignored. He was the first receiver drafted in round two and the fifth wide receiver drafted overall. We all know he has a size and pretty decent athleticism. And he's probably going to end up being one of Bryce weapon, Bryce Young's favorite weapons from the get-go. I know they have a lot of veterans over there, but this capital and size really fits well for probably what the Panthers want to do. And Mingo's going to fit a very good role to start immediately. So he, he he's kind of a boomer bust to me just because, like I said, the analytical profile is not there. But he may end up being a reliable option for our fantasy teams sooner than later. So we've got two more wide receivers in the winner's column here. And next up is the Chiefs newcomer Rasheed Rice. So Rice was drafted in the second round with the 55th overall pick. And just like Mingo, he's shot up pretty well in our ADP. Going from 32nd overall to 18th overall. So he does join somewhat of a crowded room in Kansas City. But... Just like Mingo, this round two investment is huge. He could definitely be taking over MVS's spot by midseason, but I know we have probably some hesitancies with Andy Reid as he's never been too favorable to rookies as we all went through the Sky Moore experience last year. But regardless, Rice stock is up in my book and could even be on the buy list come next offseason if he is kind of a forgotten guy in Kansas City. The final receiver here is former Spartan Jaden Reed, who the Packers took in round two with the 50th overall pick. So unlike Rice and Mingo, Reed has not seen a significant jump in ADP. So he was at 36.6, and now he is just at the back of the second round at 23.9, which I think is really understating what he could be especially in this new-look Packer offense. We obviously know Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs will probably be outside and Reed will be the slot. He is somebody that I've already spoken about and written about over the past couple weeks. His analytical profile, while not the greatest, it definitely checks out. He hits some marks that I love to see. Like I said, he got round two capital and should be their slot very quickly. He could definitely become Jordan Love's favorite target if opponents look to take away Christian Watson as much as possible. The last rookie winner from this weekend is Sam Laporta. The Lions may have had a questionable draft when it comes to positional value, but we really don't care about that for fantasy purposes. They took Sam Laporta in round two with 
the 34th overall pick. We want guys that the teams pick early and have good profiles, and Laporta has both. He is my highest graded receiver analytically for this draft class, even post-draft. He is a 108.4 speed score, and the second round draft capital is huge. He additionally has favorable production metrics such as 5.6 yards after catch per reception and an average reception share while at Iowa of 19.8%. I spoke very highly of Laporta before the draft, and this draft capital only solidifies my love for him. The final winner for me of the 2023 draft is 2022 wide receiver Traylon Burks. Tennessee addressed everything on offense except the receiver position other than 7th round pick Colton Dowell of UT Martin. In the first round, they they drafted tackle Peter Skaronski and Will Levis in the second. We already know they've been attempting to move Derrick Henry this offseason, and I truly think that this draft has shown how they want to start moving this team forward through the passing game. Burks remains a wide receiver one for Tennessee and was a diamond-level prospect in my model having the third highest post-draft grade of all time, just behind Amari Cooper and Calvin Ridley. Now is the time to buy Traylon Burks. Before we head over to the losers... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's hear from Underdog. No matter if you're a redraft junkie or a dynasty degenerate, I'm guessing your favorite time of year is draft season. Well, that's exactly what Underdog is. Draft season all the time. You'll be able to fast draft against randomly selected opponents or some of our DD members in as many best ball leagues as your heart desires. Through our partnership, Underdog is willing to match 100% up to $100 on first-time deposits. That's $100 free dollars to draft in leagues all offseason to win real money at the end of the year. Use promo code WAKEUP to receive this promo. If you deposit $10 or more, you'll also receive access to the Destination Devi Discord for the entire 2023 NFL season. That alone right there is worth more than you're imagining it is. So head over to Underdog and use promo code WAKEUP to receive this incredible offer. So unfortunately, to start off our losers, we're going to have two quarterbacks in Will Levis and Hendon Hooker, both of which received first-round buzz, especially Will Levis. You know, he was supposed to be a top-five pick, and everything was supposed to work out well for him, and it went completely the opposite. And quite honestly, I feel bad for the guy. He sat in the green room all night, cameras on him, extremely embarrassed, and I really feel for the guy, but for fantasy, we, we got to talk about the implications, and dropping to the second round really hurts him. While I do like the fit in Tennessee, and I think he has a pretty good supporting cast for now, the, the hit rate for second-round quarterbacks is just not good. And and before the draft, I he wasn't one of, you know, I talked about him previously, and he was one of my lower quarterbacks in this class. I mean, he was he was below a lot of other guys that were drafted much later. So 
I think I'm I'll, I'll take a shot on Will Levis maybe at the end of the first round but right now with this ADP of 10.1 I think that's even a little too rich for me and like I said Hendon Hooker is the other quarterback the big loser here he, he did get some draft buzz coming in probably a week or two before the draft of potentially a late first round pick and that obviously didn't come to fruition he was drafted by the Lions in round three 68th overall and while I do think he might get an opportunity there, probably in 24 rather than 23, I just don't don't see it happening. And unfortunately for him, that ace, that ACL injury really derailed his career. You know, it sucks to see an injury do that to someone, but more than likely I will be out on both of these guys. Next up is running back Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet was drafted in the second round with the 52nd overall pick. And, you know, I really like the fit. I think it's a great fit in Seattle. They want to run the ball. They, they're they very heavily reliant on the running backs and so much so that they're probably going to be working in two. You know, the draft capital in the second round is awesome. Love seeing that from running backs, third running back off the board. But they got Kenneth Walker. They took JSN in the first round. This offense is really going to be spread out. And while I do think Charbonnet is going to get touches right away, what does that mean for fantasy? I mean, we, we've talked about in the Heisman channel about running backs that get 60%, 65% of the opportunities. And I think Charbonnet will be on the other end of that, looking at 35 maybe 40% of the touches. And while that could be good in some PPR leagues, I just, I don't know. It, it, his ADP right now of 13.4 right in the beginning of the second round I think is appropriate. I think that's more because of how this class is shaped up and not necessarily because of him. But I, I don't think I'm going to have much Charbonnet, to be honest. I mean, I, I really like Kenneth Walker. And I think Charbonnet is going to take more of that pass-catching role, even even though both running backs have three-down skill sets. It's going to be a, a tricky one to figure out. As much as it pains me to say this, this next loser is one of my favorite guys in this class. And analytically, he checked every box pretty much except for the size. And that's the Colts wide receiver, Josh Downs. So they took him in the third round with the 79th overall pick, which is awesome. However, when we started talking about Downs versus a lot of other guys in this class, it was really what type of ceiling does Josh Downs have with the Colts? He's going to be limited to the slot, which is okay for PPR. You know, he's going to get a lot of catches, run a lot of quick routes. But his ceiling in that essentially run-first offense, now with Richardson, JT, Pittman on the outside, Alec Pierce on the outside, I just don't know if there's a ceiling. And unfortunately, he's dropped pretty significantly down my ranks, as well as in the ADP. He was going early second round, now he's late second round for us. So 13.6 down to 21.8. I really still like the player, but I just don't know if the fantasy upside will ever be there for him. Lastly, I got two tight end losers, and that's both the Packers tight ends. I really like both of them, and their ADPs have pretty much stayed the same. Musgrave is still around 28, and Tucker Craft is still around 37. But honestly, who knows what the Packers are going to do. Their offense is changing so much with Jordan Love coming in. Musgrave a draft in the second, Kraft in the third. Packers probably want to use Musgrave as much as possible, and especially ahead of Kraft. But who really knows? Musgrave only caught 47 balls while in college, 
so health is a major concern. And maybe Kraft was just drafted to be somewhat of an injury insurance, but I still don't understand why they're spending two day two picks on tight ends. I really don't. And it's it's unfortunate for fantasy. This tight end class is really good. We were hoping to get, obviously, them all in different teams and good landing spots. And unfortunately, these two, I think, are going to cannibalize each other. So that's it for this week's episode. Just quickly wanted to give some of my initial reactions on winner and losers for this year's draft. So just to quickly recap, the winners that, in my opinion, are quarterback for the Colts, Anthony Richardson, Bears running back, Roshan Johnson, wide receiver from the Panthers, Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver for the Chiefs, Rasheed Rice, wide receiver for the Packers, Jaden Reed, tight end for the Lions, Sam Laporta, and like I said, from the 22 class, Traylon Burks is uh, the Titans receiver. And then the losers real quick, Will Levis for the Raiders, quarterback for the Raiders, Hendon Hooker, quarterback for the Lions, Zach Charbonnet, running back for the Seahawks, Josh Downs, the wide receiver for the Colts, and then the two Packers tight ends, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Who's Next. Hopefully next week we'll get into more of the analytics side of this. I'm hoping to get my year two model going, somewhat of a breakdown of things I look at for that and how we can evaluate rookies after their first season in the NFL. Obviously the most sticky metric is points per game on their rookie season. That'll translate well down the road, but what other efficiency statistics are there that we can look at to hopefully predict success on those guys that may not have had the most successful rookie season so like i said hopefully we'll have that for next week and this should be a good episode so until then be good everyone of the year.